The one time I did try to walk away, the one time I told you that enough was enough, you locked yourself away in the bathroom, hysterical and ranting, with a packet of razor blades and a bottle of whiskey. Needless to say, after that, I've never been brave enough to try again. I let you get away with it time and again, in the hope that this will be the last time. Hoping against all hope that the next part of the cycle, the perfect part where everything is okay and you're happy and it really feels as though we're a proper family, will continue and become normal for us instead of this never-ending roller coaster. This time, the exhausting cycle continues as it usually does. You go to work in a good mood every day and come home in much the same vein. You spend time with Maggie in the evenings, and during the day Maggie and I work in our little vegetable garden, weeding and hoeing and picking treats to add to our dinner every night. I start to feel like I can breathe again, like I can relax and start to enjoy spending time with you. Until the next time. Hoping with all my heart that there isn't going to be a next time. On Friday evening, you make an announcement. I've got a big client day tomorrow. I have to take the Otex guys on a corporate golf day. Things are not moving along on that case as quickly as they would like, and Pavlenko isn't happy. I need to keep them sweet, so I'll be leaving early tomorrow morning. Okay, I say. Maggie and I will miss you. Do you know what time you'll be back? Maybe if you're back early enough, we could all do something together. I am secretly a little bit relieved that you won't be around. Things are so much easier when I don't have to worry about tiptoeing around you, although Maggie will be upset that you're not here. With a bit of luck, you'll have a good day, and this relaxed, contented part of the cycle can continue unbroken. Late. It's breakfast, eighteen holes and drinks afterwards. I'm not sure what time we'll finish, but I'll call you when I'm leaving. You'll be home all day anyway, won't you? You don't have anything planned. It's a statement, not a question, and I don't want to risk riling you, so I agree. No, no, nothing planned. I'll just do some tidying up. Potter around after Maggie. The vegetable patch will need weeding, so we can sort that out. Hopefully this weather will keep up and Mags can play out in the paddling pool. The heat wave still hasn't broken, and although I'm happy to wear shorts around the house, my legs still haven't quite healed enough for me to brave wearing shorts outside yet. Well, good. You two can have a lovely day in the garden, can't you? And I'll need my work shirt ironing before Monday. Of course, don't worry. It'll all be done. You go and have a good time. It's not about a good time, Sal. It's work. You'd understand that if you actually still went to work. It's about keeping the client sweet, making sure this merger goes through, so that I still have a job and can keep supporting you. I don't think you quite understand the pressure I'm actually under, trying to make sure this deal goes through smoothly. I swallow and nod, your prickly mood meaning I am on edge again. I should have known it wouldn't last, that the cycle would continue. I do, Charlie, I do understand, and we really appreciate everything you do, Maggie and I. We do appreciate it, I promise, all the long hours and hard work, and we love you for it. Placated, you nod, and I breathe a sigh of relief. For a moment there, I wasn't too sure which way things would go, and I realise that I am constantly living on a knife edge, where even one sentence taken in slightly the wrong manner can mean the difference between war and peace. Saturday morning dawns bright and sunny, the heat wave persisting for another day, it seems. You are back to being in a good mood, thankfully, after last night's tense exchange between us, and when the Otex guys turn up to pick you up in a huge black car with tinted windows, 
I help you out with your golf clubs. Before you get in the car, you turn to me, a frown wrinkling your brow as you clasp my forearm. See you later. Don't call because I'll be on the golf course most of the day. I'll call you when I'm done. And don't worry about dinner. I'm taking these guys to Gaucho for a meal after. Okay. I kiss your cheek and smile into the car. Have a good time. I'll see you later. As I wave you off, Laura appears in her front garden. Morning, she calls, waving me over despite obviously having only just woken up. She's standing in her pyjamas with flip-flops on her feet, red hair tangled around her shoulders. Where's Charlie off to today? Golf. Some corporate thing with the Otex lot. You know, the big merger case? We're playing all day and Charlie said not to do dinner, so I'm alone all day. Free all day, you mean? Nora gives me a wicked smile.